What stood out to you in general about this audio? Um, well, I think for me, a biggest the biggest thing that I've been trying to focus on just as like a general theme has been like the act of like being other focused the the last week or so, well, last few weeks. Um, I think some of this stuff like goes hand in hand with that. I think I think a lot of things. Mm-hmm. There's there's always themes that that coincide with stuff, but um, it's like I, I try to like look and see something concrete. The biggest thing with like how you're being others focused is like that the the law that it teaches that it's like you always have to give something to somebody in sure. order to like start that flow of you reap what you sow and so you want to reap as many good things as possible by sure. giving to others mm-hmm. so literally anytime you like come across anybody you want to give them something and it doesn't have to be material it can be like you can wish you can have good wishes for them even if it's to yourself mm-hmm. it's like he, he one of his examples was uh, blessing somebody just in your mind just having them uh what was it? It was the the gift of laughter. He was like, I hope that this person is able to like have like the gift of laugh, like yeah. such a random joy, example, happiness. but just like joy, yeah, what? enjoyment of life, mm-hmm. um, and that like it starts the flow of like reaping good things because you uh, put off this energy allegedly, and that person might not hear your thoughts and know that you wish that on them, but they'll like pick it up and in, in the way you act around them and yeah. caring for them. Mm-hmm. I think with like with that example of like oh the idea of wishing somebody well just in your own head well maybe that causes you to act towards them differently and it's like uh, I yeah you when we think of giving we always think, we think in like a very materialistic physical thing but I always think like the biggest thing that comes to mind is like giving people importance mm-hmm. um, like making them feel important and that's that's what the another thing I've been reading. Um, but just like, like everybody wants everything to be about themselves, and, and for you to to give them t- the time to do things, to, to give them happiness or joy with laughter and all that. It's just like uh, I don't know. It's it's fulfilling in yourself, but I think I think some of the best things you can give to people aren't physical. Yeah, um, I agree with that. One of the things uh, to just to piggyback off of that that Jordan. Jordan Peterson says is that it's kind of it's just like a trick he says if you whenever you meet somebody or when you're like talking to somebody always act like they're the most important person in the room Mm -hmm. like act like everyone is I've heard the president I've heard Jesus act like everyone is Jesus and like how would you act in front of him it's like like, go roll too whatever like your figure is that you would never want yourself everybody's figures their self I've heard that too Act like everyone is like yourself. How would you treat yourself? This golden rule. The golden rule. Yeah. So yeah, that's one. That's one thing that I've heard specifically about just coming across new people or even the people that you already know. Yeah, it's just that same idea of. I think once once you once you can step along the lines of like speaking to others and like speaking about them. Once you can can get the idea that everybody as you are. Like, like Wyatt's world is my world, and I experience everything from my own point of view, and I want all these things, and Ben wants all these things, and experiences the world from his point of view, and 
this girl does this, and it's like everybody's their own person, and so, um, yeah, to to just treat everybody in the same sense that you treat yourself is key to world peace. Well, yeah, it's like it's like what could be better than that? And it's called the golden rule for a reason. Um, if we if everybody did that, there'd be no problems anymore, right? Yeah. It'd be like, even the problems that were there, like hunger, more material issues, we'd be able to work together through being selfless, treating others like we want to be treated, and we would find solutions. Yeah. It's like to love yourself is to love others, and that's like a very basic, but also very deep, like, thing to think about. Mm-hmm. And just with that, it's like, if you love yourself enough to... To, like you said, want to eat enough food and to, to have shelter and to have just enough to, to be happy. Well, it's like you'll want that for others too. Certainly. I'm trying to think which one you said the golden rule in. Also, just one thing to say if we want to, like, if we were to, like, publish or, like, put one of these out there, we would edit it. When? Oh, we could. Yeah, no, but like I can like trim these up, but also I don't want to like waste time trimming this up because it'll take like two hours. Yeah, if, well, and, if we're yeah. not gonna do anything with it, but like just for future reference, mm-hmm. maybe like even next week we start or this week if you want to like oh, start yeah. putting things on like YouTube. Yeah, it just says audio. Mm-hmm. I'd be down. I think that's yeah, that and like we can leave this in here. We're figuring it out. It's like at the end of the day, we don't need like. Like, we can edit out big stretches of, like, maybe we lose our train of thought and all that. Yeah. And, like, even this discussion on, like... Or if, yeah. I was thinking, like, I'm, I have, like, a tickle in my throat. I was like, if I, I could easily have a coughing fit in, like, okay. any minute. Yeah, I guess <laughs> Like, you. edit that out. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I thought the law of karma just off of that was cool with... Um, it's like, in a sense, he describes karma as just consciously choosing or being aware that you can consciously choose how you feel and, oh, and the yeah. things that you do, right? That was a good shot. Um, just with like, I don't know, just, it, it's like to be other focused, you have to be aware of yourself and you have to be aware of them, right? And you have to consciously like, uh, that power of now, but you have to be here. Mm-hmm. Like Ben can't be thinking back to a conversation we had with his mom a week ago he can't be in the past he can't be thinking ahead to what's for dinner in the future right in order because to have that, this conversation yeah like it, it, it impedes everything and and there's causes and effects to you not being present in the moment and and being able to to give others your time and your focus and your concentration and all that and sure sadly our world is very uh, the way everything works it's hard like naturally to give all that stuff to get to give your time to get your focus to others because um we we have all we all have this disease of the racing and thinking mind most of the time why do you call it a disease because it well it just i think it impedes everything um i've i've heard it put put in the way that like if you are stuck in the past you're angry about something and that's not necessarily true because you can learn things from the past and you can well it's like the idea is like you're angry if you're in the past and if you're anxious if you're in the future Mm -hmm. um and you can 
umbrella term and anxiety for both forward and past and all that and psychology has all different words for it but and you can also be positive by by setting goals in the future or learning from mistakes in the past and those definitely have their place but I think a lot of time people people can get stuck in, in the there's a book called The Power Now and, and I'm rereading it because I didn't take notes over it the first time but um, he mainly just talks about like being stuck in the past or what you know what you've known and experienced can be can be damaging uh, if it's all negative and it's the same with the future too if you're worried and and anxious about what you're going to do in the future and all that it mm-hmm. it it greatly impedes your ability to perceive the now Eckhart Tolle writes that book he says the only mo- the only constant in life is the now but it's it's always here the future and the past aren't constant. It's, it's all just like moments of the now put together, right? Mm. Um, and if if you don't if you don't maximize your ability to be in the now, to be present with Ben, and to be present in, in this moment, um, then you, you can't really do any of these other things. It's like you you can't you can't quite be successful in life if uh if if you're ruled by negativity in that sense of anxiety anger in the past anxiety about the the past all that um and it's like how can i be other focused on ben without being able to listen to him being able to quiet my racing mind of what's going to happen what has happened mm-hmm. what's like right now neither of about neither of us is going to die nobody's like threatened to kill us we have we ate enough food. We're not going to starve to death in the next five minutes. We're not going to get blown away or tornado or any of that stuff. It's like there's no problem right now. And so it's like what what can we do at that time? But, yeah, that's, I think, kind of an explanation of that. Um, yeah, and, and the karma is just – it's just like that idea of, oh, I think it – I talked to you about choice theory in that book. It's like taking ownership of what you what your choices cause, right? Mm-hmm. Um, talks about like will this choice bring happiness to me and others oh uh, yeah and I think um, I don't know I think I want I want to talk to Dune about this because he'll it's like he offers he'll offer like the idea of like what is happiness because then you have to like you have to define what happiness is you have to like wonder is because what this guy will say and happiness joy whatever you want to call it love if we want to say that's the highest ideal it's like it's like what does that look like because people can say oh happiness is 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 sexual orgasm or happiness is eating good food or or spending time with a friend or Spending time with with your love, your a loved one or family member or your partner and all these things, but it's like um, I don't know. People get bogged down with with words. Mm-hmm. Um, Eckhart Tolle calls words signposts. They point in the right direction, but they're not they're not things in and of themselves. One of the things that. Um what book what book was I reading in the Bible it wasn't Ecclesiastes yeah it was yeah which king is that so, uh, Solomon Solomon yeah. yeah yeah so one of the things King Solomon one of the wealthiest men 
in that era found out. One of the wealthiest, wisest man of all time, people would say. Mm-hmm, definitely. Just based off of his, liter- the book is literally like his journal. Sure. And we've both read it in depth. It's like the things that he figured out is that most of the things that we care about have no value whatsoever. And his conclusion is that we should just live in the present. Mm-hmm. And he says, eat, drink, and be joyful. Yeah. And it's just like, it doesn't, it, you know, obviously, you know, back then it's like, that drink doesn't mean what it means today. It's not well, like yeah. get plastered. Or like joyful. It's like, it's uh, what we just said, like happiness and joy. It's like, yeah, that's the, it's the higher ideal, whatever word people want to put to it. Yeah. Right? Uh, his meaning and like the root words of what he uses uh, in Hebrew mm-hmm. is, is literally just like a, this like state of just like living and pre- like being present. Yeah. And focusing on the things that you have in front of you is basically what he says. And so, like, taking that and, like, from a person that has everything he could ever want materially, Mm -hmm. that he has come to the conclusion that none of that matters. And many other wealthy people today will say the same same exact thing, is that none of that brings fulfillment. And what you need to be focusing on is not necessarily... A, like obtaining more things it's it's living with what you have and finding contentment in the things you can do like eat and drink with your friends and just be living in the moment yeah. which I think implies not worrying or not being anxious about the future and not worrying about the past Yeah, not living in regret and not worrying about what's going to happen like a month from now you know what I mean yeah well it's like I think a big thing is like just like those negative emotions it's just like all they are is is, is negativity and, and like uh, energy drain there's nothing beneficial about them there's mm-hmm. benefits to go back and forth but uh, like and future past but like you said a lot of people they don't use them for that. Um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned choice theory about how, like, basically you can you can make conscious decisions and choices to alter how you feel in the present, and so that's using those things that are so negative as a tool to enjoy life now. So, like, say, like I'm super anxious about something, you can make the choice to take those anxieties and cast them away, not necessarily shove them down. You don't want to do that. But you want to like you want to be able to like set them aside without like damaging yourself. Like some people would be like, you like, like release them. Yeah, you you need to be able to release them. Whether you're if you're religious, which I think a lot of most people are in some sort, in some sense religious. Sure, they have something else greater than them that they can lean on. And if you're not religious, how about using the tools that we have psychologically? like like therapy or even talking to your friends like you you know that those things bring release and relief to your anxiety so why not use those tools instead of allowing the anxiety to pile up mm-hmm. and harm yourself more so i mean there's always a release no matter what you can figure out a way a lot of people go to the gym 
if they have a lot of built up energy sure and they that's what brings them relief from their anxiety um that you know book, that book I was reading today talks about forgiveness and like I'll talk about a word that most people probably don't have a great idea of but talked about like well a lot of those anxieties worries it's like if you can learn to forgive yourself or forgive others those things can go away right forgive the people that hurt you forgive um, I think about it a lot like like even myself like I'm hard on myself but it's like being able to forgive yourself for not being perfect right or for shameful things you've done in the past mm. um, yeah I think when it's like there's teachings on Jesus about about those things and Toltec wisdom was that book of the four agreements and stuff um, everybody is their worst critic exactly well and we need to read the four agreements book because it talks about the judge or the victim it's like those are the two the parasites that feed on our mind mm-hmm. is we either judge ourselves relentlessly or we hide in victimhood mm-hmm. um, is that the is that the one that was like on a podcast it's just like the audio or, or was it like audible um no they're they're books that are audio books too okay mm-hmm. Well, I was just wondering, like, what you like. What did you listen to it on? Listen to it on? Oh, just books. The books out. Okay, cool. Um, kind of with what you said on, you had talked about like King Solomon and, and things like that, um, and like like recognizing that the now is all we have, and, and like relationship to others is is what we have. Um, made me think of. Like, Law 1 talks about the law of pure potentiality. And the way I see that is, like, we are we are all... I think everything's a manifestation of God and, and like, what he created, right? If you, if you look at it from that perspective, I, I think uh, you can get around those things. You can, you, can, you can get around, like, religious doctrine or, or other things and, and find agreement in that. Mm-hmm. That either God created everything, so all is God, or... And all sorts of that stuff, um, but this idea that you have infinite possibility in the now because you can always change things. But he talks about self referral, um, in a sense of, of what Jordan Peterson talks about with like compare yourself to only yourself, right? Don't compare yourself to others, mm-hmm. um, to who you were yesterday that versus is huge versus like object referral. Um, and he uh, Deepak Chopra says like the need for power fears of, of lacking money, fears of lacking all these things. Um, and he talks about uh, oftentimes that reference point is like the ego. is the ego that you have to kill, the ego that that wants to look a certain way to others or mm-hmm. cares that they don't want to be wrong and things like that. Oh, yeah. And um, I think... It's like pride's the, pride is the worst thing that you can have pride being being so self-centered and caring and not even caring but just thinking about yourself constantly whether it's your the um like what you have the things you have whether it's the image you're putting off to others that's a that's a form of pride it's like there's there's just so many signs in all like religious texts that explain how how like self 
deprecating that is you're literally like by caring about yourself constantly you're making your situation worse mm-hmm. I think that's so interesting because like it's like it's it's kind of a paradox because yeah, yeah, you're, it, doesn't you're make sense. it doesn't make sense because you're caring about yourself and everything that you're doing is to better your position you could say but it's only making things worse mm-hmm. um, and I think that that could go into the um, the one of the laws of success which was which one was that was it was it in the the section of you reap what you sow the uh, just karma uh, it was about karma everything's tr- uh well should have taken notes so uh, you well, don't know what you about. um i not like exactly I think uh, it was the law of karma because that was the one where he talked about bringing or having your actions better other people's positions as opposed to your own. Yeah. In order to receive that later on. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which, yeah. It's like if you're others focused, yeah, you'll get it back idea. and Which, help yourself. It's like, yeah, exactly. Which is like, that's what I, just like the idea that like that theme can be evident in so much learning about like persuasion right now for my class it's like to persuade anybody you basically you have to be focused on who they are you have to step into their shoes Mm -hmm. see their point of view live their life see what they believe see what they want and align those things with with what you have to offer right Um, yeah yeah and it's like like you said it's the paradox of for me to get what I want I have to do everything for others which like in, in some sense you could say that's the highest act of love is to 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 do that to wish to wish the best for others I don't know I, I stumble for words it's like being uh, I don't think we are smart enough for that yet but. it's almost you know it's almost like when Jesus is telling you that you need to be a servant for others yep and I saw what you put there oh yeah those who receive Jesus serve immediately mm-hmm very important uh that was one of the uh the traditional services i went to that was the one of the key points um and that hit home for me just because because you you can get caught up in that the cycle of of seeking jesus and biblical scripture for self for to in order to save yourself yeah when like yeah you it's like you believe in jesus and you know that you're gonna be saved but you need to like do that kind of like like you already know that and so like what do you do with that information it's like you need to serve others because because you do believe in that Mm -hmm. as opposed to like only only seeking scripture in order to like better your yourself and to you know help yourself out it's like Jesus was the most selfless person in the world. And when you adopt scripture, you're taking on all of that responsibility. Yeah. Which is like, I feel like a lot of people just ignore that. And they, they think that like, that like because they're forgiven for everything, for all of their sins, that they don't, it doesn't matter what they do anymore. It's like there's, there's another call afterwards after the fact that you're saved that's right there yep read, read that out loud that's the call 
Matthew four seventeen. That's it. I was about to say it. Repent for the kingdom of for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like my handwriting is like, like hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah. Repentance. Um I think with what you said right there, like looking past to, to wanting to serve others is um I think it, it fits that idea of that verse. Like the kingdom of heaven is is at hand and we can all bring get ourselves closer to heaven one step at a time by not like like heaven and as in the afterlife, but heaven on earth in a sense of just that whole idea of uh, it's like uh, what do you want to, to call it as like other focus or love is probably the best thing but it's like so many but that's what it is it's like to serve to love others to, to want what they want to want the betterment of everything it's like I think that's I think that is the secret to finding that sense of joy mm-hmm. in all the present tense is because you're able to set all of your self needs like you were talking about being starving and hungry it's like setting all that aside and enjoying the moment is like huge you can find if you spend your entire life helping others i can't imagine the sense of like fulfillment fulfillment and accomplishment that you can find through that as opposed to constantly chasing money and which is something that i'm struggling with because it's so enticing which is why Satan amplifies the the desire and the need for that on the earth is because it's the easiest hole to get into. Same with sex and power. Sex, power, money. Yeah. Those are the three that he uses to attack us. So I'm reading this right now. It's called Counterfeit Gods, and it's the empty promises of money, sex, and power, and then the only hope that matters, which yeah. is Jesus obviously love pursuing love higher exactly it's like all the same thing Jesus is love it's when you way. adopt Jesus, Jesus you're adopting God. love God is love God is love it's like people want to freak out when I use the word God it's like well do you want me to use love it's like you're signposts right words are signposts I think that's a, always a very interesting idea to come back to is like mm. um, yeah what what a what a person person's experience with God that word is isn't maybe the same thing as, as what we're trying to say right um, but it can yeah it can get mixed up and because everyone has a different definition for different things and a different perception of different things people might have bad experiences with what they thought God was because and it's all a matter of perception yeah. they misperceived what they thought God would do they thought God might cure their life and yeah. completely abolish any sense of like pain and struggle which is not what God never promised to take all of your pain away mm-hmm. I don't know where, where that ideal came well, from it's like God didn't do that but humans did or, yeah. or uh, teachers did another example of self-inflictment inflict inflict Self-inflicted wounds. Sure. Self-inflicted. Inflicted. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 The fall. Mm -hmm. And now we're sitting here trying to figure out life because of because we fell. Sure. When we had it all. 
Indeed, indeed. And that's because of power. Our pursuit of power. Um, I was interested with law four, like the law of least effort. Um, oh, yeah, that was interesting. We primarily, primarily, um, well, I'll be, I'll be frank, frank on, on the podcast, just with, uh, I don't know, such a, such a big thing in, in a lot of people's lives right now is like, is the idea of like finding a romantic partner and like settling down and all that things. And, and that's always, that's always been a big thing on my mind for the for the last couple of years um, and especially on a lot of people's minds once they're juniors and seniors and graduate and all that um, but it's just a common thing with with advice I hear and, and things it's just like uh, you you to be like direct and to like to, to try super hard isn't the way to do things right um, that's often the way to scare people away and, and all those in a relationship and, and things like that um, and, and again not always speaking in like absolutes and, and things like that can be right. taken different ways generally speaking people can, can scream and yell at me but just this idea of talked about like a flowers uh, I need to re-listen to it because he gives a good example but it's like flowers not going to grow too much mm-hmm. the flower's going to grow just to be just right because it's, it's just going with the flow. Exactly. It's like whatever happens, happens. The gra- I think it was the grass. The grass grows. Yeah. No matter what you do, it's going to grow. It's there. The seed has been planted. The tree's going to grow. Mm-hmm. It's going to flourish. He talks... Well, and he talks about ties it into, like, love. And when when your actions come from love, there's no waste of energy. Um, in a sense of... Like, like I, I really do think it's it's just that idea of like being present in the now and going letting things be as they are without um, I don't know tr- trying to, to make things be a certain way which would maybe be like um, I think it, uh, I think it's more so instead of just like sitting with the things that are issues in your life instead of sitting with them it's more so a sense of adapting with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like if you have a bill that's due in a week and you can't afford it it's not just accept it and go into debt it's about being adaptable and and being content it's like every because it's like being content because you know it's self-inflicted you weren't doing enough before you know you spent the money that you didn't mm-hmm. have and so what are you going to do about it you have to be adaptable to the situations that you've put yeah. yourself in and it's it's like being content knowing that you are the problem and you are the only person that can be that solution for sure so it's like with it's your the ownership right being adaptable Ado- yeah ownership it's a it's a crazy it's a crazy it's like it starts with <laughs> concept. the concept you're aware of it you accept it you take ownership of what happened right i i spent too much money last month mm-hmm. i did whatever and then it's like I have the responsibility, the ownership to change it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's just I think with what you said, you, you make the choice to do things, and you know when you make that choice, you make that choice now versus like the night before the bills due. Well, or, the, or it, well, hell, hell, 
hell, it could have been due three weeks ago, or it could be due right now, or it could be somebody's evicting you from your house. But it's like, what can you do in the past? Nothing. What can you do in the future? Well, it's like, I could lose my house right now and, and say that's the worst example of that. But it's like, what can you do? Like, what can you do about that? You, you take, can't, you can't change You accept it. it. You take responsibility. You take ownership of what happened, right? So it's people that get stuff foreclosed or you lose your house and you have to be like, well, shit, I got to get my stuff together now. Um, so again, to tie that into to like the words of like least effort. Um, it's just... I don't know. I think when he when he when he spoke and write about wrote about like the the actions that are away from love, waste your energy, and, and are are mostly like the ego. Like oh, I don't deserve this, or like this entitlement of oh, I, I in that victimhood maybe of I deserve more. I shouldn't have lost my house, or everybody's against me with victimhood and all these things. It's like all those are movements away from, from like that higher ideal. Yeah, one of the one of the things he talks about in that chapter was the the idea of relinquishing the need to defend your point of view, mm-hmm. which I think, as far as like our society, especially in the Western Western world. All, all that's going on is because everyone thinks that their point of view is 110% correct mm-hmm. and because they're conflicting points of view points of views yeah we're not ever going to f- find any conclusions because nobody is willing to compromise mm-hmm. if you look at a relationship like say a one on one relationship we don't agree on something in order for us to coexist again and to even thrive again, we have to compromise in some sort of way, yeah. which would be flexible, infer adaptable, use. flexible. Exactly. We have to be able to bend a little bit, read like a read, give up our pride, and think about the other person for a minute. Other focus. And then if you if you take the scale and you make it huge again, and you look at left and right, conservatives and liberals, mm-hmm. you have. Conflicting points of views. No one, no one is going to compromise. No one wants to compromise because this, the what's at stake is way larger. Mm-hmm. Because we're we're talking about our entire society here. No one is no one's willing to bend. And so, like, say for instance, everyone became selfless and others focused. Sure. We could come to a conclusion about every issue yeah. today, mm-hmm. but that's not going to happen. Because we can't expect other people to do all that. Exactly. And that's why it's always like, quick blurb, it's like the only person you can ever change yourself. Exactly. We all are programmed and uh, that that book I finished today, it talks about we all have this dream, this cultural, societal, we have cultural dreams, we have TCU dream, Ben has his own personal dream, I have my own personal dream, and these things are instilled in us from birth. Program, we're all programmed like computers. Um, domesticated is the word that the Toltec wisdom people use. Yeah. Um, but it yeah. moves us away from from these things, like you said. Path of no resistance is something I underlined with, with that defenseless idea. Which, like, I think a lot of these things, man, 
I don't know if you have the wisdom yet to to expound upon them because some of these things you yeah. say I and mean, people will freak out it's like loose resistance you want people to just walk all over me but it's like no that's not what it is that's not what it means um, and that's part of the that's part of being stuck in your own point of view is how much backlash you could get from saying what either of us are saying right now it's not taking responsibility for yourself and it's like blaming everything on other people the only person or being I would ever blame for everything is Satan because of the deception that he's caused in everyone's lives, knowingly. Yes. Indeed. Uh, that's an interesting, that, that would be a longer conversation and I don't know if we have much ideas off of that for me to Plenty of time. Offer, offer Plenty what of time. I, offer what I, <laughs> what I think about what you just said. In time, um, of course. Once well, like in time, hopefully twenty years down the road, we'll have some more experience or oh more, yeah, more books and conversations. Sure, man. If we keep it up at this pace, um, we're gonna be Jordan Peterson, except not sixty well, years old. Like hell, I read all these books in a year. Well, my thing is, uh, what I thought today is like, can't just read this stuff you can't just talk about it once like I, I told myself today and been thinking about it for a while like just the idea of like meditating on these things and I've got a great teacher I follow on YouTube and he he talks about he'll read it take him a year or two to finish a book like like a like a four agreements type of book or like a was not like a trying to think 45 minute oh yeah it's like well it's like yeah it was a two hour audiobook so so maybe like okay. maybe like a I don't know 150 page book or if even or, so, or yeah. how big it is like but it's stuff that like uh, hell we could you could meditate it's like to properly learn and instill all these things it'd be best to probably meditate on each each law for for weeks at a time and when I say meditate, like truly sit with yourself and think about that. Think about how it works in your life and maybe write and, and let your thought process go over these things and maybe sit and ponder these things um, just in that idea that the wisdom of God and the universe will come to you in that sense of, of, of whether it's like God granting clarity or the universe granting clarity or things coming out of silence like mm -hmm. it's uh I'm trying to think who said it there's some great great philosopher says like the most active thing you can do is to sit still and con contemplate things right it's like the the most active life any person could live and that goes to the I was I tied into the idea that the only people that would work in like a society like Athens or any of those things would be the slaves. Work based on what we did today. Yeah. Like like get the water or cook the food or all these things. Like true free men would sit and think and whether or not that's I'm not saying that's how I think it should be, but just this idea of like how maybe I've brought this up multiple times, like those yogis that sit in, in contemplation, meditation all the time and, and don't go through any formal learning but are able to destroy 
these great educated men and debates on things and be bring clarity to these things with almost no knowledge whatsoever. It's like um, there's much power in, in like letting well it's like the idea of like prayer or truly praying and not praying in a sense of dear God let me do these things or, or asking him for things or all these things it's kind of opening your opening your ears and people take that literally and they're like am I supposed to hear a voice or these things but it's like well no you're not and that's I think a big thing with I've told you about this like it's a step of, of like deleting Instagram or, or Snapchat so that you don't have that constant buzz like of, of things going on and the constant dopamine drive of, of new, 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 novelty, novelty, novelty. Cancel out the noise so and, that you can hear. And it's the idea of the racing and thinking mind. It's like the same idea of like canceling out like those distractions in life is just canceling out the thoughts in your mind. It's like how am I ever going to hear God or or learn anything or pray or any like any of these things mm-hmm. if I'm not present in the now if I'm not worrying about things if I'm not anxious like there's much and, and I say all these things and I very well know that that I it's so hard to 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 change like this just because I truly do I think I think prayer and, and meditation and all these things are, are truly some of the highest things you can do, but it's not how, like, the world is built. Right. We're, um, we're, built, or it's not how we have been programmed to, to exist. Right. We've been, um, we've been, ever since we've been brought out, we have brought up, we haven't been brought up to, been, to know how to actually balance our life because all we've learned to do through our education system and through everything is to be programmed for that nine to five and we're constantly being like it's like I got a, a Game Boy when I was like five or six yeah. and I, and like that's what I would spend all my time doing it's like I don't want to play outside when I can be in the AC and finish Pokemon in like the next two months it's like why would I not want to do that it sounds awesome mm-hmm. from there you get the DS start playing Mario constantly. Yeah. It's like over and over again. Ever since then, you get a phone. I got an iTouch first. Get a phone. Social media occurs. Mm-hmm. I don't... It's like they, they use... Something's their, always happening. Their, yeah, exactly. Their program is to make you watch longer. Freaking when TikTok came out, they got the best... I guess it was the, the Chinese got the best engineers that they had their, that they had at hand to create this app to make you never want to look away mm-hmm. and then it comes to America everyone is constantly on TikTok I've never seen so much like so and I, and you could correlate all of that stuff with depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and suicide in our generation no generation has, has ever seen suicide like ours and I don't know what else to, to correlate it to other than constantly having this like this noise in your life and people people that you don't even know that you'll never meet telling you you're not good enough without meaning to by posting edited pictures of yeah. themselves 
and all of us want to look like sebum none of us are ever going to look like sebum without steroids and photoshop yeah it's like and that's just one example sure what's well, the the object referral we talked about earlier yeah like you refer everything no fem no female thinks that they're pretty anymore a female could be absolutely gorgeous. They'll never think it about themselves because there's somebody no that males. posted a picture. And so no males do either. Yeah, no males do either. And you have insecurities about how we look and, and One, all that stuff. One hundred percent. Right. Yeah, we talked about that a couple weeks ago as to why we want to work out. We had different reasons, but in the end, it comes down to our insecurities mm-hmm. and like aesthetically and discipline-wise. It's like. It's like if we're not doing it, we don't feel like we're good enough because we're not doing something to better ourselves. You know what I mean? Sure. Which I think that... I thought about that today. I think... I don't know. It's definitely a a big thing to ponder. I thought about today, like... Well, why do I work out all the time? Because I'm like... Because I'm like, well, I could want to be bigger. And like, I do... It's like, why do I fall in love with it? And I think I said it back then, and if I didn't, I'll say it now. Like, just the idea of, like, constant growth and getting better incrementally at a time, Mm -hmm. right? I think that's what really makes me love it. Um, And and maybe... I think, yeah, you're right. It's like, whether it's an insecurity, like, oh, I don't think I'm enough, or it's... I My value is in being strong and bigger and all that stuff. And like, yeah, there's like, there's ways to use that for productive, uh, productive means like having better health and having healthy habits and activities like working out. But then there becomes a point where you have like destructive habits and destructive, destructive criticism on yourself. Yeah. And that's when you get depressed, anxious, suicidal. Mm-hmm. I, I sent a friend, uh, sent a friend, I sent a text to a friend today on she's somebody I got to sit down with and talk to about some of this stuff that I'm learning right now um, but I told her you have to like fall in love with like the process or the system of getting better versus like uh, a true goal right um, and like you said like you're you're Insecure, your self hatred for being small or for not being enough can go up through this period of oh I am enough straight to oh I'm still not enough. Mm-hmm. Something that can stay with you. You can be as big as you want. You can be sea bum and still be I'm not big enough. I don't mm-hmm. matter enough. Mm-hmm. I don't do any of these things enough. And came in second place. Right. Well, and it's like it's like what do you value? Um, and and it's just that idea of. It's object referral, self referral. Like you, you can't object referral. Like I feel like that's that's even throwing my mind off. Cause it's like oh, I'm thinking of objects, but like object could be success. Object could be that power that you talked about, like having power over others. Versus oh, if if you live in a if you live in self referral, that idea of like no comparison to other than yourself yesterday of the way that I see it is like just that process of becoming better that process of growth that process of doing your best 
in your best changes, doing your best changes all the time, but those are the things that can lead lead to, to joy versus everything else. Yeah. Suffering, the big blanket term. Um, you know, um, I well, it's like we can go through five, six, and seven too, um, and I don't want to skip five because I want to jump to six. The law of detachment, but I think law five includes some stuff on it too. Of uh, law of intention, desire talks about kind of walks through the first few laws, those first few steps. Um, with, with this, I wrote down the five things for fulfilling desire. Um, that he that he talks about and again there's the word desire it's like people can take that that they can see their own signpost of what desire means like I don't know the the signpost of desire that I have as a Christian male in the west is sinful sexual desire right that's like Mm -hmm. that's the first thing that comes to mind but it's like maybe that maybe that's not what it is And, and so he talks about to fulfill desire if you first step into what he calls the gap of thinking, which uh, you can look at gap of thinking as in like thinking is when you are, thinking can only happen in time. Time is past, future, and present. Right. Uh, you step into that gap or maybe the present would be that idea, center self and in, in, in your silence and being, establish that being, and then look at yourself. He, he talks about, he says, remain in state of self-referral. Look at yourself through the lens of the universe. Keep these desires to yourself. It's kind of just like to tie into. I forget. It's like it's interesting. I like. It's hard for me to think about without very much frame of reference, frame of perspective, whatever impedes um, what I wanted to combined with what we had just talked about was like that relinquish of the attachment to the outcome. Um, trying to connect to what we've just been talking about, but it escapes my mind of, uh, I don't know, just to tie it into the idea of like lifting is such a, a good thing or just like learning in general or, or spiritual growth and all that. It's like if you you always set yourself up for a a goal or like this one thing. There's either failure at that goal of like not reaching it or there's success. But once that success is passed, it's like what more is there? Hmm. The Um, endless cycle of of like not good enough type of thing. Yeah, because it's like you're either not good enough once you fail, not reaching that goal, or it's like you're always chasing that goal that you're never at. Or you reach the goal, and then you're kind of like, "What now?" Mm-hmm. Same idea of like, in the emptiness of, of basing a, a person at that object of referral. Oh my! How I'm going to perceive the world is my ability to get money, to mm-hmm. be married to somebody that's hot or or attractive, or to have all the sex in the world, or be have have my importance come from these things. Mm-hmm. Which those things don't ever lead to anything versus uh, that idea of it's like 
putting all of your value into something that is materialistic pretty mm-hmm. much is destructive. Sure. 100%. So what would you say, what would you put all your value in in order to prevent that 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 feeling of not good enough? The way I the way I see it now and the way I've thought about it over the last few weeks and, and the way that it looks like in, in lifting and, and in the reason why I read books and write all these notes and say why we sit here and talk is 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 you, you can very much just look at it in a sense of the Jordan Pearson rule of like don't compare yourself to others compare yourself to who you were yesterday that idea of can I be um you can put percents to it which one percent would be a lot but like say one percent better than I was yesterday or mm-hmm. half a percent because one percent three be well it's like hell you could you could work it out to be one percent better each day then you're three three hundred or so percent better so you've mm-hmm. multiplied yourself three times within a year it's a pretty good goal uh, but just the way I think about it and it was it was put this way in, a, in one of those books uh, how to fill out everything so one big it's just you get rid of goals and you you fall in love with systems fall in love with that process of process of the now process of of constant like improvement constant betterment doing your best all the time with what you have mm-hmm. um, just that idea of, of my goals maybe to love others to love myself to love others mm-hmm. um, to constantly work towards being better at that because nobody's ever going to be perfect and that's the thing you have to realize too mm-hmm. um, but you lose you don't ever have like an outcome slash expectation for, for what that might be, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I do my best this day, right now, today, and try to listen to Ben the best that I can and care about his life and not be judgmental to myself with my thoughts or what's going on in my head or my inability to maybe listen to Ben because I'm worried about something else mm-hmm. just uh, aiming it I think kind of tie that in with what the title of the chapter is of like intention desire it's like if your intention is to constantly be better and to constantly grow and to constantly have a system that pushes you towards improvement it's like what could be better than that right I don't know a lot of ideas that I repeat and look at things but yeah I mean that's part of it not much explaining behind it yeah I mean I think one of the biggest things as a Christian would be to put your identity in in love and not in the things that will not bring you fulfillment so like Mm -hmm. saying saying like I want to be better Okay, why do you want to be better? I don't want to be better for myself. I want to be better so I can set an example for others of of like, okay, they look at me and they're like, okay, this kid not to not to like lead them to put themselves down, but to show them that there are other ways of doing things. So like specifically in my case scenario, you don't have to you're not going to find fulfillment going out constantly 
you're not going to find fulfillment girl chasing and trying to get laid every single weekend mm-hmm. there's there's a reason why you're never content and none of these none of these guys or girls are ever content because they're chasing things mm-hmm. that just will not bring them a sense of it might bring them a, a dopamine rush in the yeah. sense of okay I accomplished this it's escape yeah th- so they're 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 having a sense of accomplishment but then it deteriorates as soon as the dopamine goes back down and then they're looking for the next mm-hmm. the next rush and that's how people get into the the cycle of <clears throat> of chasing dopamine because they think that the dopamine is the accomplishment so like they ch- they chase getting high or getting drunk or getting laid or just the fact that they're being Included, they feel inclusion by going out because everyone else is going out. It's like I have this sense of accomplishment in a different area, and so like for me, chasing that, I, I, I have, I think, adopted the mindset of trying not to do it for myself, which is the reason why I wanted to do this podcast. You know that is to be able to kind of like talk through things not for I mean for ourselves in order of like bettering ourselves for articulation of things but to also express to other people that there are other routes of of trying to at least find fulfillment Mm -hmm. um and so like as a Christian it's like putting my trying to serve others because Jesus served us and loved us and so I want to like try and help others as much as possible so that is like my reason for like even trying to go that's my motivation when I get up to go to the gym mm-hmm. is because I want to like set an example for healthy habits for other people and to tell my kids that I did do it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I I I don't I want I want to raise my kids and for them to look at me and to know that I did my best to be their father way way before I was even their father you know what I mean mm-hmm. that's just one example so I think it's about widening your frame of view and to to lean on things that are not necessarily like going to give you that dopamine rush mm-hmm. um, and to not get caught in the cycle of trying to please um, please others in that sense of like they're going out so I'm going out and they're begging me to go out so I'm going to do that it's like you know what you do are you picking up what I'm mm-hmm. what I'm getting at I'm kind of all over the place I know but no you're not <clears throat> um what when you say serve others and, and kind of off of what we've talked about with like the idea of, of falling in love with the process of being better and, and detaching from a, a result or an outcome. Oftentimes that can sound selfish, right? But it's like, sure. what, what do you, what do you think of the idea or maybe just this idea that, that we work out and we better ourselves and we are, Selfish and trying to better articulate ourselves and better work to just be better, all that. 
it's like you have to it's like how can we serve others if we don't serve ourselves first right yeah it's like if I don't if I don't serve myself in the sense that I'm lazy I don't eat well I stay up I'm sleep deprived uh, I fail every class because I'm going out there's negativity involved with all that no one wants to listen to me no one's going to listen to me if I'm in that spot and so therefore I can't help anybody because what I have to say means absolutely nothing because I I treat myself like I'm a bum mm-hmm. it's like you need to be able to help yourself it's like it's like the it's the entire concept of like when you're on an airplane and there's turbulation yeah. you grab the the oxygen and you put it on your face so that you can help whoever's sitting next to you put it on theirs so that they can help. It's like you you need to help yourself so that you can help others. You're putting yourself in a position to serve mm-hmm. instead of putting yourself in a position for yourself. It's like I can grab the oxygen and I'll be fine, but what are you going to do after that? It's like, okay, you took care of yourself. That's it? Are you just going to let the person next to you not have enough oxygen? Mm-hmm. No, you're gonna. You're obviously gonna help them, because it's your innate desire to like. It's like if you see somebody suffering, you want to like help them. You know what I mean? And so it's like I. The way I picture that is like I see other people suffering, and so I'm trying to put myself in a position to be able to help them. Well, think about think about the idea of oxygen being love, right? It's like what if? It's like the greatest thing you can do is is love others give love to others make love in the world like minus yeah minus that uh, signpost of a word that will lead people in all sorts of directions but uh, a lot of these spiritual people will say like like if you love your work you're making love all the time and again I think about it and we smile we're laughing and looking at each other funny but um, what's well, like it's like Ben, if you don't love yourself, or if Wyatt doesn't love himself, and and like you said, you're doing all these things because you're chasing power, money, fame, or love from others and things like that. It's like no, we have to. Fitness is a good way of, of walking the walk, and I think this. Uh, what I'm trying to get at is like this whole pursuit of betterment and perfection within ourselves not perfection but betterment and love within ourselves it's like you can't if if like you don't love yourself and if you don't I think I always think like if you don't love yourself then that means you're judging you're judging your own actions which means you're going to judge the actions of others which means you're going to hold contempt for yourself which means if you're judging and contemptuous all the time then you're gonna that's gonna reflect in how you interact Mm -hmm. with others and you're gonna start to resent other people because you resent yourself Mm -hmm. and so it's like the reason we do all this is because hell you can't love people without love within and that's I think what what personally bothers me because I want to to be so much more is just this idea of we say a lot of really deep things right now but there are a lot of things that you really have to think about and meditate on and but like to love yourself and it's something I still have to wrap my head around and I need to do a lot of thinking and living on sure um, it'll take a lifetime oh yeah when it's like 
all these people that were Jordan Peterson, these books that we read, and there's those lucky few that are enlightened very early on, and you can look through saints of the Catholic Church or mm-hmm. these great religious teachers and other religions, and, and but it's a. Uh, that's why we do it and I think uh, it's hard to explain to some people because it's such deep deep things but but that love and, and that system of love is, is a great way to, mm-hmm. to to give that oxygen that that love that oxygen of life to others uh-huh. yeah um, to, to go into the next one and I wrote down well the second law or the sixth law is the law of detachment kind of same idea what we just talked about like relinquishing the attachment to the outcomes or, or to the results um, you maintain that intention of getting better all that love other focus all that and you come at it from a perspective of you have abundance within yourself within that self referral of I am enough and I will work to be more of enough and all that um yeah, it talks about the same physical things. I'm trying to find something to... What do you think about... Now, you didn't probably get far enough to listen to it, but... Which one? Talks of, Law 6 talks about relinquished attachment to physical things. Joy and laughter come from detachment. Just that idea of... I'm not going to to have these expectations or these, these outcomes I want because... Mm-hmm. Well, if I don't reach that outcome, I fail. If I do, it, it lo- loses its shine, right? Um, you can't, you you can't be happy after you won the Super Bowl, because like you already did it. It's it's happened. It's gone. It's like what are there. you doing now? Yeah. Um, but it talks about be grounded in the wisdom of uncertainty. Um, what do you think? What do you think about that? And just the idea of. He says the uncertainty is fertile ground of freedom. Of, yeah. Uncertainty is essential and your path to freedom. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know, there's a lot, there's a lot you could say about that. Um, I could get into like the religious. Sure. Whatever you think. Whatever you think. Um, I think the most. The, the easiest to grasp idea is to get back into the like the like goal setting in your life um, of how like it's an endless loop and so you need to chase things that it's like oh, man it's hard to not get into the religious part because no, you think about you think about uh, we've talked about like the mystical aspects of of God and religion and faith and the things that can come from that and it's like some people some people love the pursuit of that knowledge um because it's never ending like it you there's we're never until we die in my in my opinion we'll never know all there is to know about god because all he's all he all we know about god is what he has shown us through his through the book through the bible um and so people try and chase more and more knowledge about God and like just different aspects of, of that. Um, whether it be like 
characteristics, like what he is, like he's loving, he's gracious. Um, and then people get into like how he, you know, like old, a lot of the Old Testament, like he has wrath, he's powerful. Um, he's conditional. Yeah, in conditional. Sense of the Old yeah. Testament. Yeah, I think it's very interesting when people talk about, uh, or you hear it all the time, it's very thrown around is like, uh, his love for you is unconditional. Um, I don't know. We can, we'll get into that another time. <laughs> but uh, unless you have anything to say on that. Well, it's like, um, yeah, it's written that his love is con- unconditional. But to a lot of people that aren't uh, believers or maybe some of the things that turn people off from like Christianity or from, from you know, say, Islam, Judaism, all that stuff is the idea that it still seems conditional in, in some aspects mm. yeah um, it's like well why would who you love and you can look at that in a lot of different ways but it's like that's a huge thing it's like who you love what you do like the idea like Christ Chapel talks about it the whole broken people thing um, and they don't offer the but but I, I offer but in my own head of just like oh I don't know. There just seems to be a lot of... To some people, there seems to be a lot of conditions with those things, with with the rules and the dogmas of, of what the Catholic Church might say or what Islam might say or what truly, purely only reading the Bible might say or being an Orthodox Christian or going down all these loops. Um, I don't know. I think... I don't know. I'm trying to think how we got off of that. Yeah, I don't even know uncertainty. how we got off that. You ground, uh, no, I, it was the uncertainty is the path to freedom because you always have something well, to chase. Yeah, and that's... I. Uh, yeah. So my, I, I like my, what you had said with God. Like, we won't... It's freeing in a good way mm-hmm. yes, to that's have that uncertainty was, to God. That's what I was getting at is because, like, you'll always have that to chase... Yeah. Um, and you'll always have we always will something to put your your faith in because there is uncertainty. Like it's not it's certain because we make it certain, but in like, do you understand? Well, what it's I'm like saying? it's certain. <laughs> well, we make it certain, but in a sense, it's not right. It's not right. Like at the end of the day, it all it the future is uncertain completely. Exactly. Yeah. What belief system or not, and is and show me the most devout person in the world and. Mm-hmm. It's still there, whether they yeah. choose to admit it or not. And yeah. whether, and I'd say, to say devout equals wise is not maybe the best idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I say it would be the opposite. The most devout might be the most foolish. Yeah. That's what I would offer. Terms. Yeah. Um, Which that might freak some people out. That might freak some oh, and I, and Bible Protestants out. It's, um, it's crazy that, to me that a lot of people see uncertainty as like such a negative thing and mm-hmm. that's that like grasp for power and control that we yeah, have yeah. uh, and so like because we can't control the future we are required to have some sort of trust and something that we feel like does have control but a lot of people are too stubborn to give that up they think that they can't control the future because they're so power hungry um and it's like those people that eat, sleep, and breathe creating your own reality. 
it's like you can you can put as many systems into play as you want to set yourself up for success but that's not going to protect you from a natural disaster like mm-hmm. it's like that's a, that's an easy example to throw out like you could have 40 million dollars and a bunch of other money tucked away but a tornado can wipe out your house and your business you say you're the ceo of some business your stock could just crash because an employee or something said something and got canceled and your entire company got canceled it's like yeah that's like that's stuff you can't control mm-hmm. and so it's like we can't control much of this world other than maybe ourselves yeah and yeah you can control yourself you can try to control yourself well, yeah that's that's a whole weird, other like lens of self-control maybe not the right word or you can control well, your actions we can say that well I could say um yeah I think that yeah. word's got a lot of meaning to it not, not quite what I meant um, uh, yeah I, I you know that kind of like yeah, yeah. I misperceived it at first, that, but, well and I did too in a sense but same thing yeah um it's like the only thing you can control is your actions that self-referral idea you just always mm-hmm. come back yeah exactly it's all interconnected um with what you just said like the the tornado or like natural disaster that uns- it's like to always love that uncertainty of like living in the now and we're gonna have to wrap this up here in a bit because I gotta piss and then uh, we have to go to a guest I mean guest in my car um that Toltec wisdom book that I was reading Four Agreements mm-hmm. towards then talks about they, they their frame references or not frame references but like one of the things that, that he included was like the angel of death talking about all the material things in this world the angel of death owns all these things and like at the end of the day it, he, they talk about the idea of the initiation of death those like moments before you're going to die just that whole idea of nothing in this world will go with you right mm. um, building up your treasures in heaven as opposed to on earth yeah and there's be like detaching from these things through serving others mm-hmm. pursuing love things that that aren't aren't yeah material or not uh, immaterial um, witness uncertainty and then seize To like be in that uncertainty and to be flexible with it and to reframe and, and see opportunities out of problems and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Being adaptable, being able to adjust. Um, so like every, everything we've been talking, everything that we've talked about has been basically like setting, being content where you are, focusing on others instead of yourself. Being in the now and, and how that really is a key component of all those things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and you can't just do some of that without the other mm-hmm. and expect to find some, like, enlightenment. Um, it's all about... It's all about self-internalizing your situation, situations figuring out what you can do about it, what you can't do about it, mm-hmm. being at peace with what you can't do about it, um, and trying to better your situation through serving others. Mm-hmm. Um, am, I, am I missing anything? 
It's love. Good. Love yourself. Love others. Serve yeah. others through that. Sure. That's pretty, pretty much it. It's good. good yeah. Conversation. This has, been, this has been a really good talk. We got a, we got on a lot of rabbit trails that were valuable. Yeah. Kind of got... Not necessarily yeah. rabbit rabbit holes. No, nah, I mean... Most of it was related. That's think, true. It, it was all related. For, yeah, for the first part, it was all related. Yeah, no, you're right. It was all related. All right, well, thank you all for joining us today. Um, those that those that are tuning in and uh, looking forward to our future discussions. Yeah. Peace I out.